0: Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced as all things should be. I'm your host, Max Moser, here on a beautiful Wednesday evening. We're grateful you're here, wherever you're listening, however you're listening to us. Thanks for making us part of your podcast experience. I'm here today with my other co-host of the, the six Infinity Bros we have, Infinity Bro Mark. Mark, how you doing, man?
1: I am doing fantastic. I'm so happy we're almost through the weekend.
0: How have you felt with this transition, with your viewing experience of having a show of this caliber, or at least potential caliber rather, be midweek?
1: Mm, it really does, doesn't disrupt um, or hasn't disrupted my schedule. I'm actually kind of in favor of the midweek drop because if I you know don't happen to catch it um i you know because you know there's weekend plans going on it's not 3 days later i'm watching it you know i'll probably get to it thursday or friday if i you know had something pop up so i'm actually a fan of it
0: yeah and like for us recording next week we're going to start shifting to thursdays so if you're a listener and you're really excited you like getting your podcast wednesday night or thursday morning just know we're probably not going to get it till Thursday or Friday moving forward because we want to include Isaac and Zane and a couple other of the bros in the dialogue and I think I'm with you Mark I'm really interested to see how Disney can continue to do this because it, yeah it, it's 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 just an interesting choice but it gets brings me back to the 90s where it felt like some of the best television happened like Tuesday to Thursday right
1: I mean think about it um you have to go to the 90s, there was a moment in time, people, where on one night was Community, 30 Rock, Parks and Rec and the office, all in one right, night. Right,
0: that is, that is just NBC in the 2000s, right?
1: Can you imagine two point. hours of that being brand new?
0: Yeah, I, I think the midweek is a bold choice. I'm actually going to put a link in the show notes to this, but uh, Dark Horizons was reporting that Disney has opted to launch their series on a Wednesday moving forward with pretty much all of the series, so... For instance, July 7th, Monsters at Work will premiere on that Wednesday. July 16th, Turner and Hooch. July 21st, Behind the Attraction. July 28th, Chippendale Park Life. Turning the Tables with Robin Roberts. The Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse. Uh, August 4th, Short Circus, Circuit. Excuse me. And August 18th, Growing Up Animal. I, I mean, none of those shows intrigue me. Where this gets intriguing from a Marvel Cinematic Universe perspective, though, Mark, is... Wednesday, you're getting your new episode of Loki, for example, and then Friday, you're headed to the theaters to watch Black Widow, which will be on July eighth or 9th.
1: Am I correct on that? Or you can purchase Black Widow for thirty dollars.
0: That's a good point. Are you gonna you're gonna buy right? You're not gonna go to the theater because you're way far away from. Well, theater.
1: I could I could either you know drive forty minutes, you know, sit in a stadium seating, drive an hour to sit in loungers, or pay thirty dollars. Just to watch it at home on my big screen TV. It's
0: almost like doing it at home is easier and better than going to the theater.
1: Well, especially someone like where I live now, where I live rurally, where, you know, folks, I mean, I'm not Jarrett rural, but, you know, the closest Walmart's like 35 minutes away. Right.
0: For those that are new to our show, Jarrett lives in Hodunk, Montana. That's not a real city. That's just a made up name. Uh, But he literally can't get to a theater within 90 minutes. So that's why we make fun of him. Mark, we have an iTunes review that we need to talk about today. Our audience, you can leave us iTunes reviews for a chance to win an exclusive Infinity Gauntlet. If you leave us a review, we will put you into a drawing. When we get to 100 reviews on either iTunes or Podchaser, we will enter your name into that drawing. And this one comes from Mr. Hambino. Okay, hanging me out to dry there. Very good. Thank you, Mark. Mr. Hambino says. Said,
1: you said Mr. Hambino like you were just going to read what they said what you <laughs> want me to comment on their name. Oh,
0: forgive me for having a rhythm. Forgive me for having a rhythm that is inviting you into the conversation.
1: Yeah. A little little behind the curtain here folks. There's been times where I've interrupted after <laughs> he said something. He's like, "You know, I, I need to say this, so then we can get this going." So, you know, it's 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 hit it's hit and miss with Max sometimes everybody. He's unpredictable. He's like, he's like a wild, a wild card.
0: <laughs> There's also been times, Mark, where you have just blatantly either interrupted me or left me hanging to dry and then played the whole, well, I didn't know card.
1: Well, that's very fair. But with these reviews, you know, I want to give these people who gave their time to review our podcast Fine. their, their Fine. spotlight.
0: All right, I'll do it. Can I, I do comment, it?
1: I'll make comments. Can you not interrupt they, me so you know. I can do it? Oh, my bad.
0: Mr. Hambino leaves a five-star Campone? review from oh, that's Apple hilarious. Podcasts. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> is that what you
1: wanted, Max?
0: <laughs> Mr. Hambino, five-star iTunes review. The title reads, a haiku in review for you. Balanced, this pod is one of the best in the biz. Curse you, Ralph Boner, in all caps. I give this one a chef's kiss, six out of six, if I were to rate these reviews. This this might be one of the best iTunes reviews we've ever gotten. Mark,
1: is it a true haiku?
0: It is actually. It is it is framed oh, yeah. like a true haiku. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. You could check. You, like you're on iTunes, you can scroll down and see it. It's brilliant. Curse you, Ralph Boners, in all caps. I, uh, Mark, everybody who's listened previously who is not new, knows that I absolutely despise Wandavision. It feels like the longer away from it, I the lower my rating gets. Has your rating <laughs> changed since that time?
1: I've yet to rewatch it. And I believe it, you know, a handful of episodes ago. I said I wouldn't re-rate it until I rewatched it.
0: I think you said that last episode. Now that I think about it,
1: mm. no, it was it was a while ago.
0: Oh, It was okay. I'm sorry. We we referenced it last week.
1: Yeah, hey, I think it was when Falcon and Winter Soldier was still going on, right? So, I, and after watching today's episode, Loki, I'm thinking, I think when Loki's all done, I'll rewatch it all together. All in one. See if it, see if there's a big connection somewhere.
0: Maybe. Did you see the new Hyundai commercial that was released today that incorporates all three of those shows? I did not. Yeah, it's really sweet. Uh, so if you follow me on Instagram at Max seventy three, I put it on my story. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to see it. I, I don't usually like get excited about commercials, but what was really exciting about the commercial, Mark, was that Captain America's wings were in the daylight, and they're way more blue red white and blue than i thought like they pop way more than when they did in that final act of that final episode of season one
1: when it was dark yeah
0: yeah It ju- they just it pops and the white is way brighter it's just yeah, a good look sun,
1: I, it probably is you're right
0: yeah it, it looked really good i actually had to share it and i was just like this is amazing so
1: i wish i followed you on instagram i could just see it
0: yeah yeah you could you could literally just pop up now and see it but for those that don't follow me on instagram and don't wish you I'll put a link in the show notes. It's a 30-second commercial, right? It's a, it's a car commercial. but 3.5 out
1: of 6 follow, in my opinion.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: See, he wants the banter, then gets it. Now he's mad.
0: No, I, I, I appreciate the banter. The issue was that was kind of just like a... That was a jab I wasn't expecting. It was an unguarded jab.
1: Unguarded. Yeah. You're always unguarded. <laughs> oh, look. it is it's, Everything is popping because it's, you know... It looks good. In the sun.
0: It's a good looking outfit. I like it. It's better in the sun. I'm looking forward to when movies come out and he's in a brighter scene and not in the dark, but this may be your first time listening to us and we may have referenced our rating system and how we rate things on this show. So before we dive into this review of how we're going to talk about Loki episode two, we want to make sure that you're familiar with our rating system. So we're going to go ahead and put that bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible, and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an infinity Step. And we're going to start with our non-spoiler reviews real quick. So if you're somebody that's just interested in hearing what other people think, we're going to give Broad Strokes non-spoiler reviews. We will have a spoiler warning bumper. We will not share any intimate details of this episode until you hear that bumper so Mark, we're gonna start with you. What is your rating on a scale of one to six of Loki episode two?
1: Um Episode two, just rating it off the back, four point seven five. Um I think it might be lower for it wasn't a Marvel, you know, entity or IP right now. Um confirmed. The writers are clearly Calvinists. Very much <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> I could 100% point out probably all the writers attached to this are Calvinist Christians. Just I'm going to beat that down this whole season. Can't wait. Um,
0: Yeah, you can definitely tell the writer of Rick and Morty is involved in this show.
1: (laughs) And this is just my personal feeling. But I remember I gave like Isaac and some of the other, I I forget the other Infinity Bros who aligned themselves with Isaac on this one. But this episode very much felt like the Mandalorian episode, where there's the frog person, the ice spiders, and it just felt like it really didn't. There was no purpose in the episode. But I mean, when you rewatch it, you're like, oh, okay, this is where stuff. You know, it, You know, little seeds that you know planted more stories in the end, and that's why I felt. I felt like there was a lot of like procedural, and then doing some research. There was a fight montage in the beginning. And then all of a sudden, Loki figures it out and then the bit, you know, then the huge reveal at the end. Like that's that's how I felt about this episode.
0: And we will talk about the review in our spoiler section. So for those that have not listened yet and are eager to hear our thoughts before that, we can dive into that. I'm gonna give this a 3.75 out of six. I'm gonna echo a lot of the stuff you're saying. I would disagree on the Calvinism part. I think it's just, uh, a way of thinking about life that is just not even close to the way I think about things.
1: It's because you're not a Calvinist. <laughs>
0: I'm not. I firmly think that this is one of the weaker episodes of So Far Disney Plus. Until the very end, I agree. The the, the last, I'd say, five minutes is pretty strong. But I'm going to talk about why I think it's strong a little later. I have some personal spoiler thoughts. I think they're doking us, and I'm going to talk about that.
1: What was the runtime of this? Was it 50 minutes again?
0: 53 minutes. Mark, this is going to sound... Wild, but this episode ran a little long. It ran a little. It was too
1: long for Max. It was so long. We just there was so much Calvinism and you know (laughs) searching for stuff and drinks and salads and scrambled eggs and Max couldn't handle it.
0: I love it. No, if you've never listened to our show before, one of the things I was always chastising Wandavision for was the low length of of those episodes. It ran long in the sense of the storytelling. I don't think the episode was long. I think 53 minutes is a perfect sweet spot for these shows.
1: Agreed. I would agree.
0: I simply think that this just had a lot of dull moments in it from the sense of there was a lot of dialogue. Now, I concede that many of these dialogues are probably going to come back down the line as foreshadowing, important character development, critical moments that we heard something we didn't realize we were hearing and I, I trust these writers. They're again, as we referenced earlier, they're Rick and Morty writers. These guys are not idiots; they are very, very intelligent, and they know what they're doing. So, I'm Mark. I think the parallel you made with the Mandalorian episode with the ice spiders is a perfect example. There were some fun things that happened in this that I like. There were some cool moments that I enjoyed. But it was uh, it was a honor in some senses. But I think it was building the next four episodes and giving us the framework and rules to run by. And honestly, Mark, I think there's some issues, I think, between the rules in this series and Endgame. And these writers had to change some of their rules on how they did things with time travel. And I it's just fascinating to me how that works. So,
1: I mean, they mentioned different versions of time travel in the first episode.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I just think because I'm
1: sure they don't necessarily f- follow the same rules.
0: No, they're not. There's there's loopholes in both. And so basically Marvel is saying and, and the writers have actually come out and said this. Marvel is saying these are the official time travel rules because this is the time variance authority. This is the group that manages that. So yeah it's it's a tick-tick thing. Forgive me if you consider that a spoiler and we're sharing that. I just for me, that that creates some inconsistencies, and part of the draw of Marvel is that it's just this long form of storytelling. I also think too that this show is really thinking that Tom Hiddleston and Loki are significantly more valuable and able to carry a show more than they do. I I think Loki's a fun character, but last week I said it, I loved him opposite of Owen, Owen Wilson, and I I would echo it again. Owen Wilson still to me at this point is outshining Tom Hiddleston. Everyone else around Tom Hiddleston is doing a great job. He's not doing his best work as Loki yet. And I, w- I hope that's going to change, but he did nothing of, of per- particular excellence in this episode. He was just, he, it felt like he was just there doing the thing. That's all.
1: Just kind of go off what you're saying and some more thoughts I have is for it being six episodes, the first two just felt like there was too much, uh, planting of seeds to yeah. you know, grow the story, where it's like maybe you should have had this eight episodes so like these two episodes can be justified down the road.
0: And I'm not willing to give them the benefit of the doubt based on how WandaVision went.
1: Well, it's a different group of people, but sure. It
0: is, but, but I think Marvel, I think through all three series, we are learning that Marvel really has to clean up how they do television. And I think Kevin Feige has the long scope right in the sense of He has the understanding that we can tell great stories and have good mediums and really leverage some of these lesser-known actors and characters in their specific roles. However, I think they need more writers like the Rick and Morty writers. They need more of these people who show run in big shows. Um, For instance, for me, I love This Is Us on NBC. I'd love to see some of those creators come into this. I'd love to see um, uh, Elizabeth Merriweather from New Girl come into this. I'd love to see some of the writers from the famous dramas and other major shows come into these, these shows and write for them. I, I think they really could do some great things. So I, I, I'm i not saying that this is like ruining the series. I, I actually had a really good time, but I was by no means blown away by this episode. And I was just like, oh, that was an episode of a Marvel show, which I, which that is what Marvel has going for it. It creates a lot of great content. This just was not its best thing. However, I concede it could be setting up something much greater. So we'll see. Share your thoughts with us if you've uh, read and listened at TheInfinityBros.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also leave us a review or shoot us an email at podcast at gmail.com. We're going to go ahead and dive into spoilers right now, so we want to make sure that you are getting away if you haven't watched yet. Go watch Loki. Go watch it on Disney+. Plus. Come on back afterwards and uh come here our thoughts. so this is your official spoiler warning this is prepare yourself An infinity bros prepare yourself spoiler warning. all right mark let's talk about the big reveal at the end which i think is kind of the biggest part of this this is we finally get to see sophia de martino's character who i am calling the antagonist i am not calling her lady loki for personal reasons, I'll talk about that in a bit, but I wanted to hear your thoughts that you had articulated in your non-spoiler review, how you had enjoyed her showing up at the end, you felt like her big moment at the end, the crescendo of her, the start of her plan, obviously it's not her full plan yet, was really strong and thought-provoking. What did you think of her showing up in this in this episode?
1: Um, well, I knew she had the you know, the actress playing this character had to show up eventually, uh given the first episode where like oh you're you know it's Loki who's the bad guy it's like well I highly doubt it's actually going to be Loki it's going to be this person that they have on IMDB as Lady Loki who I'm sure will, will reveal is um you know the female version of Loki that has a different name and I think there's another dude that's going to be in this that's probably going to be an older version of Loki with a different name and there's like you know calling back to the Oklahoma scene at the end of the last episode that's I think there's somewhere down the timeline of Marvel stuff, Oklahoma was the home of Asgard, if I'm getting stuff correct. It was. You are correct. So, I mean, there's stuff like that. I mean, that's where it's like, hey, they're doing a really good job planting these seeds where I feel like this time it's on purpose compared to WandaVision where it was like those writers like, oh, that's a weird coincidence. We didn't know that was a thing. But no, I like the reveal. I like that they gave her like a little set of like his crown of horns or whatever. I thought that was pretty interesting. I like how her power, she can, you know, hop from person to person, even when she's in a different person, like, you know, controlling their body. I thought that was pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, that that was one of the cooler parts of this episode, right? Seeing her do her thing at the beginning and the end of this episode with that power.
1: Yep, and I'm assuming because the, the one-time variance officer, whatever they call themselves again.
0: B-15 was the officer she took over at the end.
1: She must be able to read... Their minds, right, or you know, read their yeah, you know, pretty much download their memories and stuff like that to like know know certain things.
0: Yeah, there's some transaction of thoughts there, right? Hunter C twenty is the name of the actress of excuse me, not the actress. The Hunter C twenty was the name of the fighter or member of the TVA at the beginning of the episode that was okay, taken yeah. from her.
1: That's what's yep. And then my other thought.
0: Yeah, I, well, I'm. I'm going to start us off real quick, Mark, and just start. Start. I'm going to. I'm going to get deep in the weeds with you. I think this is the enchantress. I don't think this is Lady Loki at all. I think this is Sylvie or Amora. I would probably lean more towards a Sylvie Lushton, which is the second the, second enchantress who's been real a little later. I got a couple thoughts behind this, and the reason I think it. Um, for one, her blonde hair is a clear giveaway loki does not have blonde hair in the comics and a lot of people are just assuming it's lady loki based off these first episode and a half of two episodes but i mean essentially up to that point there was the gender fluidity reveal which i think marvel intentionally did for pride month but i also think they did it to throw people off the scent very early
1: i think I gotta and- stop you for a second when you said enchantress my mind went to dc and was like wait can they do that <laughs> Yeah, right, right. And then, wait, wait you, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's, there's, a, there's time out right, Excuse
0: me? <laughs> well, Mark, I don't know if you know this, but there are multiverses. You can do things in the multiverse.
1: Yeah, but you can't cross over. <laughs> and then oh, as, that's a, as where Marvel we draw the line sentence, with multiverses. Then, hang on. Okay, but I'm was, so before sorry. Before I could finish that, I was like, wait, Mark, you own the comic where it is DC and Marvel crossover. So, <laughs> I love possible.
0: it. You have been the major storyteller yeah, in I regards mean, to it, anybody that, can that go anywhere with a drop
1: if they like at this point in the stage of mc <sighs> bring over some dc characters like what what deal happened that we didn't know about okay go on go on with we'll the stuff because like because i was re- i was reading some stuff online about this and i'm excited that you brought I, it up. I
0: really think this is the enchantress people and not well, only and do i didn't think get her it, name.
1: she didn't give us her name so like as an audience we're supposed to just assume oh that's the lady loki that's the red herring, and I agree. Yeah, go on, a couple
0: other things was Loki said, you're Loki. She said, don't call me that. She said, I assume I'm a better version of you, which Enchantress would think, in my opinion, as she's also a sorcerer, and she also creates mischief and chaos. She tries to seduce Thor. I wonder if we're going to see her and Thor Love and Thunder. There's a, there's a connection there. I think Loki talks about it at the beginning of the episode. He goes, these are specific enchantments. I think the green lights, obviously she has the same same color scheme as Loki. So it's a very easy thing to slip in front of an audience. I really think that a majority of the audience is going to think that this is lady Loki, which is part of the reason they did it, but I don't think they want DiMartino to upstage Hiddleston. I think they want Hiddleston to stay as the main Loki. I think if they're going to replace Hiddleston as Loki, It's going to be as a kid. It's going to be kid Loki because then you can reinvest in that character for a very long time, and there's different things, right? And Lady Loki came in the comics because he took over Sif's body. That wasn't even a blonde character. It was a brown-haired character. And yes, it sounds tiki-tac when I say it like that. And yes, the horns were very similar, as you said, to Loki's um, garb and what he usually wears. But the Enchantress, if you look at her pictures as well, it's not far off to what that could be. I'm not even convinced that the Enchantress is working by herself. I think she could be working with somebody else. But the biggest reason I think that it's the Enchantress, Mark, is because she's a member of the Masters of Evil, which is clearly what they're setting up right now. It is clear and obvious the Masters of Evil are coming with Kang, with... Um, oh, uh, the Analyst. Uh, Zemo, <laughs> with... Uh, the if I were to include the Enchantress, there are just specific characters that have already been foreshadowed and foretold are coming. And she's a member of that group. So if we look at how Marvel is planning things out in the future and to give a big antagonistic group a Avengers Sinister Six, which for those that know Spider-Man well, that's the Masters of Evil. And I think there has to be a bigger villain for thor and these characters to go up against because i think loki is going to kind of stay in his own i i think this is going to be a five six season show mark
1: oh very much could because just i mean you could play all around with this and do all sorts of things and it really will not affect the whole timeline as a whole that's why it's like this show is perfect
0: they've teased other characters that are related to her lorelei was in agents of shield i just think this is the enchantress i'd be willing to put a small fortune on it this is kind of I'm going to die on this hill. This is the di- <laughs> this is the hill I'm dying on the next month. This
1: is your Mephisto for this, this season. This is
0: my Mephisto for this season. I, I think it's clear and obvious, and I think a lot of people are going to be bamboozled by it because I've heard a ton of major people say it's Lady Loki, and I'm like, there's no way. It's probably Sylvie Lushton because Amora is a little bit of a older and bigger character, and, and maybe there's two. Maybe there's two in this universe, right? That, that's the other thing they could do. It's kind of Marvel's rules to make it. I don't. I'm not clear personally on how Sylvie or Amora could execute this at the level that this whole plan of like Withheld. sending all these reset bombs to these specific timelines, which we'll talk about those.
1: Well, any all of those would have to be specific and like calculated too. So I just don't think it could be one person doing all this. That's why I'm, I agree. I think she's working reach with out a lo- to like the analysts that Raven Slayer has talked talked about. Which I like. It has to be King. Um, you brought up Nightmare. What if, like, you know, you got the Nightmare, Kang, this person, Enchantress, all working together?
0: It'd be sweet Fisto. if it was Kang. It really would be cool. I, I don't think it's Kang because I think they're, tr- I really think they're saving Kang for Ant Man. I, I think Kang is going to be one of these Thanos level villains. Y- you've got to make Ant Man relevant, right? <laughs> Ant Man is one of the weaker properties right now. So you got to build some serious Someone's hype around that. Marvel, whatever. What'd you say?
1: I, nothing. You're right.
0: No, I love Ant Man. I'm just, I'm all in on that movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying for the.
1: What's the third movie called again? Ant Man. Quantum Mania. Okay. And what's the second Captain Marvel movie called? The Marvels. Okay. Oh, you're you're taking shots
0: at Captain Marvel.
1: Well, it's pretty easy when it's low hanging fruit. Yeah,
0: whatever, dog. Captain Marvel. Well, when they call it
1: the Ant Mans, then, you know, you can come talk to me.
0: (laughs) Well, it's the Ant Men, Mark. Come on. It's English. You speak that language. Come on, seriously, dude. Get it together. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) So that is the hill I'm going to die on. Uh, That's just who I think it is. So I'm going to be referring to this character as the antagonist because I don't – we have not heard her name. You're going to hear other podcasts and show call her Lady Loki, and that's fine. If, Mark, you want to call her that, that is okay. I will know what you're talking about.
1: Well, I mean that's her – that's what they have the actress name in IMDb. It's Lady Loki. Whatever. I don't trust that. Uh, That's the whole point. That's where I'm getting at. Like that's why it's okay to call this until it's revealed because –
0: I'm going to call just, her it's Just the like Enchanger.
1: Quicksilver was called like when Ralph Boner was Quicksilver for the longest time and then became Ralph Boner. So, you, you know, know,
0: I, uh, 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 uh. thanks Mark. So, thanks for bringing that up. Well, you know, let's talk about this episode in detail. Uh, Mark, any, any thoughts on that character? Agree, disagree. Or are you leaning more lady Loki? Where are you sitting on that character
1: uh, right now? Man? I don't know. There's because of how this series is being set up with time travel, different variants, really anything is possible. Absolutely. Like, it's more possible than WandaVision, in my opinion, because cause in the beginning, were <clears throat> Mobius was showing different variations of Loki, indicating, like, hey, you all kind of have similar powers and similar looks, and then you see, like, this green monster-looking Loki, like, this sporty-looking Loki. So it's like, anything's possible. Right. So... And I guess I would go where I, you know, side more with you too is Enchantress being more real because I don't think to like throw off the scent of the TVA. Like that's why I think they might have like tried to, whoever's like the leader of this group tried to find someone that could mimic themselves as Loki because I think Loki is they need Loki for part of their plan. I really,
0: really, really think this is going to end like Tenant for Loki. <laughs> I, I really think that at the end of this, we're going to find out Loki's been in charge of all this. And this is Loki's ascension to being a true hero. And I think the Time Variance Authority, we're going to find out those three, as Loki call them, lizard timekeepers, <laughs> I think they're not there. I think currently there could be corruption there. So either Loki is working adamantly to take that down or he's working to build himself into that role and make the timeline, air quotes, correct. I think it's more connected with Loki than anything, and that's why this show is called Loki personally.
1: You brought it up, but um, while watching this, my beautiful wife Kelly also mentioned that she thinks, and I agree with her and I agree with you, that the timekeepers aren't – currently in control and it's someone else or some people who are currently in control of it right now
0: yeah i I, yeah and i don't know who that is i don't know if it's renslayer i don't know if it's kang i don't know if it is three lizard men i don't know if it's a variant of loki i don't know if it's just yeah it could be anything it could be miss minutes i mean right it could be (laughs)
1: Yeah. And that's why I
0: Miss And that's why they don't want a robot to come in because it is being run by an artificial intelligence. Maybe it is Ultron, right? Maybe Ultron's running all this and he's oh trying to gosh. prevent is, himself is from that, stopping it.
1: Is that someone's crazy conspiracy that it's Ultron?
0: No, I've never heard that. I'm just kind of I'm Got just well now on.
1: we've just put it out into Ether.
0: Well, Mark, there you go. That's yours. You can take that. I'll take the Enchantress. Because you're gonna bring put more legs oh. on that than I will.
1: Oh my gosh. Could you imagine?
0: I can't. If that came true, I can't. Can't And not like an
1: MCU, not like the the Age of Ultron Ultron, like a more menacing, powerful Ultron. A real Ultron, not
0: a, yeah. Bring James Spader back because James Spader's great. Correct. But make it look better. Don't give the robot moving mouth.
1: Don't make it a weekend at uh, Ultron. Make it a time variant killer of the sacred timeline Ultron.
0: What do you like better, Age of Ultron or Captain Marvel?
1: Age of Ultron.
0: Yeah, I like it. I like Captain Marvel better.
1: Well. Age of right Ultron is,
0: is the movie where all the Avengers become stand-up comedians, and Scarlet Witch flips on a dime, who her personality completely flips, and she loses her her accent in the process. So.
1: Well, I mean, she's trained to be able to use whatever accent she needs. Whatever,
0: dog. What?
1: That's, you know, her the dog. Black Widow. So, you know. Read read a book.
0: You read a book. Mark, Mark, what do you think about jet skis? Because that's a big bit (laughs) here for Owen Wilson. Like, are you into jet skis as much as Owen Wilson's character? We're
1: getting a scene where he's on a jet ski. 100%.
0: If we don't get a scene where he's on a jet ski, we have to riot, right? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, it's jet skis. For those that don't know, I live in an area that is on a lake. And jet skis are a pretty big part of our life here. And so... A lot of people in my area own jet skis, and I got to tell you, Mark, I share the sentiment with Nebula, with uh, w- with him on this, Mobius, is jet skis are amazing. They're the perfect water toy, and yeah, I agree with the sentiment across the board. It, to, for it to come out in 1990, that's a pretty remarkable toy, and I'm looking forward to seeing Owen Wilson on a, on a jet ski.
1: I hope they make it happen. I hope they go to some apocalyptic thing where it doesn't change the timeline so he can ride his jet ski i do too did you like miss
0: minutes coming back and teaching more rules about time travel for loki
1: yes i did enjoy that i just like you know going back when we're we're talking about like oh tara strong's the voice actress for this and i'm thinking i don't think i said in the podcast but i was like you don't you know hire an actress like that who's like prominent probably comes with the higher you know price tag to not use her more so when you said that she might, Miss Minutes might be the leader, it's like, it's possible because, you know, she seems to be a sentient type of being that can be both in the computer, on the TV, and also just a hologram on your desk.
0: So, It'd be kind of cool. That would be a sweet turn Miss if Minnis Miss Minutes was the antagonist all of all of this and, you know, the Enchantress or Lady Loki are working with Loki to stop this. Like, what if the whole thing is, because she says at the end, right, this this antagonist says, it's not about you. She doesn't necessarily say it's about the Time Variance Authority either, right? Like, I think it's whoever con- is controlling the t- TVA, which we're obviously going to find that out at the end of the season. That's the huge draw. The Miss Minutes thing was interesting. What I thought was super interesting from that, Mark, was the Nexus event discussion and how if it gets above the red line, they can't change that timeline. So, again, my mind goes right back to WandaVision where, in that commercial she has, she's a Nexus being. So is this crescendoing from your opinion of – because last week when we spoke, my belief was we're going to see an event where she'd create something and the Avengers have to stop it. And then I said after that, and I still kind of hold this, that after that event occurs, it's going to affect everything and that's going to involve everybody and that's going to be the big overall mcu story arc do you think that's more more or less a, of a tangible thing to think or
1: anything's possible max
0: oh gosh but i just I, i'm trying to like i'm trying to see where this goes and it's like i tell you what i love i love how i have no idea where any of this is going right now i really appreciate that
1: we're all jumping over this episode but really it's like the ending part that kind of like is there really the the you know throwing all these seeds on fresh soil type of thing um because someone, you shared me a TikTok where someone pointed out all the different locations. Which
0: I have all those written down, and I'll talk about those later. or oh, we can talk about them now if you like. Would you oh, like well, to talk I'll,
1: about them I'll just go like this, because just kind of talk about you're talking about, like, the future of the MCU. What if all those, like, we don't know the t- dates of where these were affected.
0: We do know the these, dates.
1: We, we do?
0: The dates were on there, yes. I have was the it dates all, as well. Was it all
1: past stuff or all, like, present, future stuff?
0: Everything. It's all over the board. I have the dates in front of me of the, of the, I, let me put this way. I have the dates of the main places that we would care about.
1: All right. Well, give them to me right now. All right. Here we go. So So
0: I'm going to say the Enchantress, but you could be saying Lady Loki. She, and forgive us. We're all over the place. Mark talked about it, but that's how we review these shows. If you hate it, then go listen to, I don't know what podcast would you recommend they listen to? Uh, Whatever
1: Robert Smartnick is currently recording. Yeah.
0: Robert Smartnick. I want you to just look up Robert Smartnick and then delete your phone. Okay. So antagonist, so they send their reset bombs to different timelines. She says, this isn't about you. And she sends them to these locations. Vietnam in 1522, Vormir in 2301, Thornton, USA in 5051, Cookville, USA in 1559, Asgard in 2004. This would have been a couple years before Thor, the first Thor movie. Rome in 1390. Sakar, which is where Thor Ragnarok happened, where Hulk and Thor fought, that would have been in 1984. Ego, the living planet, on 1382. Titan, where Thanos is from, and I would assume that the Eternals will have some reference to that, in 1982. New York City, 1947. Interesting fact about 1947, Mark, that was the year the smallpox event occurred in the United States. Tokyo, in 1984. Hala which is the home of the Cree In the year 51 And Xandar in the year 1001 So if you go back Mark you can see the Times next to them on the sure. left
1: Um I guess Those dates give me nothing because I was thinking like my, my thought would have been Or maybe they're still all ties But I feel like If whoever plan whose ever plan is Either to disrupt And make multiple timelines That's clearly what's happening or if their plan is, hey, here's enough stuff to keep all the TVAs to get them out for yes. all these officers out of the TVA so we can yes. go into the TVA and figure out. Or it's like we got a couple of things either. They're figuring out who's really in control to take back control or help out whoever needs to be in control, take over the TVA or create more damage. And their whole goal is truly just to create different timelines.
0: I think it's both. I think the antagonist's intent was to get them out of the building. I think down the line, we're going to have consequences to these actions.
1: Or my thought, like, what, like at the end of the show where you see all these different timelines going off. I think one of those dates that's going to be affected, and I'm sure we didn't see it, Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man coming out in December is going to be directly affected. Because if they're bringing different characters from different timelines, for that to screw and mess with stuff... I think an event like this would happen, and to play more into Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, clearly some some of these timelines have to continue. Yeah. And become reality, or, you know, permanent, whatever. whatever yeah, we just it. don't
0: have enough information right now, right, of to like predict Well, we can just be speculating at this point. Yeah, it's speculation. I that's feel the like fun I f- of it. Yes, but I'm saying I don't think we can make a clear story, objective framework of where it's going i think you could in like two episodes but not right now
1: can you imagine if they dropped all this right away and they just had no content to talk about crazy speculative like you know we would have just glanced guesses. over this
0: episode right like i mean yeah. we would have just literally talked uh, about episode the end of episode two was
1: all right you know blah 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 that's exactly it, what
0: would have happen it came
1: back in episode five like some of the lines but you know that was about it like that's what it would be like i i
0: it. think Mo- loki's motivations are super interesting because i think we're watching an internal battle here with this character mark as he is deciding what his future is because he essentially got the ultimate cheat code. He got to see what his life was going to be. And now he gets to respond to that. And obviously we see it at the beginning with the tent scene where he stalls and basically ruins that attempt to find that Loki or quotes. And he realizes it comes back to Biden, but he basically shares at the end with this antagonist that he wants to take over the TVA and the antagonist doesn't even blink to that mark which I found super fascinating into the retrospect of what the overall plan is. But i through two episodes where I feel Hiddleston's acting hasn't been great. I really feel like the arc of this character is really growing. And I appreciate that from the writers. I appreciate the journey they're trying to take him on. I think Hiddleston could give us more. I don't think he's doing a great job acting. I'll put it that way. He's not bad, but certainly he has not been the centerpiece yet. Of he, say of this his, stuff?
1: he thought the best episodes were was it four and five or something like that. I'm
0: sure he did, because these first couple of episodes, <laughs> he is doing barely anything but sitting and being told what to do. Well,
1: and I think that's I think that's I mean, we'll know once all the episodes are out, of course. But maybe there's a reason why these two well,
0: here's here's and I, I understand what you're saying. I'm not trying to be confrontational with you. I'm saying Anthony Mackie and Elizabeth Olsen and Sebastian Stan and Paul Bettany were just absolute ass kickers in both of their shows. Every episode, they were giving us all they had. It was clear and obvious that the four of them were all into the shows they were on. In particular, the actors in WandaVision in what they had to do and how they had to basically go through multiple different comedic genres on top of displaying immense grief. And then Anthony Mackie essentially talking about current political racial reconciliation dialogue, I thought they all were great in their acting. I have not felt like Hiddleston has done any of that yet. I understand that the conversation is a time travel conversation, and the overall discussion, as you jokingly have said, is what is our purpose in life and what is our meaning? I guess for me, I'm just struggling personally with where is Hiddleston's moment where I'm going, that's it. For Elizabeth Olsen, it was that first episode when she was really, really crushing it in a black and white Nick at Night TV show. And it looked like she was that character. For Anthony Mackie, it was when he was fighting internally on whether he should become Captain America or not.
1: And we haven't hit that point yet, though, with Loki.
0: But there hasn't even been like a glimpse of anything through two episodes.
1: You got to remember, Max, we're with the 2012 Loki from the first. Fair. That's
0: a fair point. That's fair.
1: That's a good and point. I think, and I I would actually argue against that because we got a scene when they're in the lunchroom um, when Mobius, you know, they're you know, I think it's the jet ski, jet ski scene as well, where he's talking about like, you know, he knows his purpose and he's perfectly content and happy. And, you know, his purpose is to, you know, work the TVA and perfectly find that the people who created him were three lizards. And Loki's like, no, screw that. That's all weird and then Moby, like you know and loki's so confused why he thinks that he's just how he can be content doing that or be content with that whole you know thought process and mobius is like well you know where were you created and he's like by the frost giants and he's like who raised you odin and he's like doesn't that sound out of context or out of context sound weird to you so i think you got a little insight you got the little the little bit where he's got to think broader than just you know being content with either being content with what he's supposed to do or not caring where you came from. I think that's where we're getting from that.
0: that. That's, that's a completely fair point. I'm speaking more to the acting. <laughs> I see the character arc. I, I see, I see that the writers here have a clear plan. I'm just saying for an actor of Tom Hiddleston's Hiddleston's ability and for, honestly, a character that has been a fan favorite and has acted well, he just hasn't done a great job in the first two episodes. And I think he, he's honestly one of the more boring parts of the show right now.
1: Well, Max, sometimes you're wrong.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Mark. <laughs> I know people are, are, are probably going to disagree with that, and that's fine. I just Right now, I'm more interested in what's happening with the characters around him than him.
1: And and maybe that's and- the point. Maybe that's what they want you to feel. So then, like, when these characters betray Loki or kill Loki or Loki kills them, you actually, like, feel
0: sad. I just, if the show's called Loki, I'd like to be a little more emotionally invested. That's all. Especially when they have 2012 Loki, which is still even to that point in Thor and Avengers, he was still a character that you weren't necessarily hoping would die.
1: I think you're just really bitter because WandaVision just really hurt you. <laughs> I think that's where it, this is all really stemming from. <laughs> I love like, I just I love how it, I all, it I was always gonna get what comes I back to WandaVision. Because it yeah. does with you. It literally, like, that It none, set, doesn't. I, that, I, set, I, that, that set your tone for, the next, for these next two series. And I feel like either I said to you, to you on the podcast or offline sometime that you cannot let WandaVision affect the rest of your viewing of the MCU going forward. No, it doesn't. I... Well, I mean, sometimes it feels like it does.
0: That's not fair. For a couple reasons.
1: Max was hurt with the last four episodes of WandaVision, and now he's out for blood. And I'm more there. upset
0: with the last episode of WandaVision than I am the last four. The last ep- one episode. The episode before, the seventh episode of WandaVision, was great. It was, it was really the last one. No, I think Captain America and the Winter Soldier was dynamite. I think we made that very clear on this show, and I really, really liked it. And I but really, yeah, I really love.
1: It could, You could have liked it more.
0: I loved it. I really gave it a really strong... I felt like five out of six was a really strong rating. I, It was not perfect by any stretch, but, that, but the reasons I had for that show not being a six were not because of acting and storytelling. There were some storytelling things that I don't really want to get into fully, is what I would say. That's all. With this show, I think... I see this show being a multiple-season show. I do not see WandaVision being a multiple-season show. I maybe see Captain America and the Winter Soldier being multiple seasons. But Loki is really the first true of the three, in my opinion, TV show. So I am willing to wait. I just also, and in fairness to you, I also remember what happened with WandaVision. And so the whole time we were in WandaVision, we were were saying out loud every episode, well, we'll see how this all pans out. And then when it didn't pan out, people freaked out when I got mad. And and so I'm just, I'm making it very clear to people that right now I want to see Tom Hiddleston Give me something really great. I want to see that main Loki moment. I want the best Loki moment to come from this series. This is his time to shine. He is not the backup guy anymore. And yes, there's different renditions of him. Yes, there probably will be female Lokis or something like that along those lines. But I want to see Tom Hiddleston take center stage. And in that dialogue with Mobius, I'm sorry, Mark, Mobius carried more of it than he should have. He should have. I, I I really, really think Loki deserves as a character, and Tom Hiddleston, more importantly as an actor, deserves to have a bigger moment. And So maybe it is a little bit writing, but I think Tom Hiddleston just hasn't shown up in my opinion yet. But even though I was hurt by WandaVision, I will give it two epi- four episodes because you are correct. This is 2012 Loki. So in theory, it could be days since he just lost in Avengers.
1: Yeah, going back to that though, just just that thought made me think of this—the part of the episode where he's um at the at his desk, with um, oh, what's the hologram, the Mrs. Uh, well, I'm blanking on it now. Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes, there you go. Thank you. Where it made me think, like, wait, how many days has it been that now he has his own desk and he's going through training videos? Right.
0: Well, who knows? Who knows with them?
1: And, and Owen Wilson, I mean Mobius says in the first season, it's like, yeah, time you know, is different here which basically mean time doesn't really exist in there. Uh So, yeah, it could have been, like, it could have been a year. It could have been two days. Like, we don't know.
0: Did you like the scene where Mobius goes to meet Renslayer and his coaster's a hexagon-shaped? Yep. <laughs> Did
1: you pick up on that? Oh, yeah.
0: I was cracking up at that.
1: That's um. what I'm saying. This, this show is nothing is a coincidence. There's with these writers.
0: Yeah, they, these guys are sharp. I agree.
1: They 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 are not, you know, doing things coincidentally. If, Everything's If
0: you are listening to our show and you do not watch Rick and Morty. I got to tell you, Rick and Morty is is literally some of the most intelligent storytelling and writing. It's so quick-witted and so layered. It's so stupid. It doesn't That show has no business being as layered as it is. There are background things happening every episode that should not be as complex as that show makes it. And that's these writers. So I'm with you, Mark. I I agree completely. Nothing's an accident. We get the Franklin D. Roosevelt blue pen, which is, to some people, a Fantastic Four reference to Reed Richards' son, but also has the Fantastic Four blue. It's also confirmed as well that King the Conqueror is a descendant of Reed Richards down the line. So that's just something too that people need to keep in mind. Uh, we get that that dialogue with Renslayer and, and Mobius talking about whether they can trust Loki, whether the time keepers are really doing what they're saying they're doing. Mark, I guess a question for you, since we're on this subject, is who do you think these timekeepers are? We've talked about it a little bit, but if you had to put a small wager on who they are right now, who would you say?
1: There are three lizard people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do, okay, do you, do you think they are these abstract higher beings right now, or do you think they're being placated as somebody else?
1: I see where you're going with this. Well, I want to comment on the Kang thing, or the office scene where she talks about her analyst or like, I think, no, wait, Mobius says the analyst or something. Like no, that. no, no.
0: She says she has an analyst offsite.
1: So it makes me think, yeah, an offsite too, which means like not in the TVA. Um, so the, to me, it's like, does own, is there so many analysts that like, of course, Mobius wouldn't know this other analyst or is he questioning it? Because maybe he knows who it probably is and doesn't like that person. So that's why he brings it up. Um, when he's, like, you know, searching all... You're looking at all, like, the trophies that she has. But to answer your question, um, I wish we knew more about, like, how old maybe Renslayer is or some of these other people where it's, like, is it all a fabrication? Like, these three lizards aren't real and something else is actually controlled? Or are the three lizard, like, beings, like, legit but it's actually renslayer who is in control or someone who she's working with is actually controlling all this, or maybe she's the bad person and she's the one who wanted to screw up the sacred timeline. I don't know. Anything's possible with this time travel stuff. It's, it's like, I
0: don't know if I think Renslayer is the bad guy today,
1: but she has to answer to somebody or is controlling it.
0: Right. I think our realistic options here are the three people, uh, excuse me, the three lizard time beings do exist. That's option one. Option two is Kang the Conqueror. Option three is Renslayer herself. And I think option four, realistically, could be some variant of Loki.
1: Or another Nexus fiend.
0: Correct. That is a very good guess. I don't know who that would be.
1: Who are Nexus fiends? I don't know if the term is Galactic. It would be a
0: Nexus It would be a Nexus being is how they refer to it.
1: I I would still think that, you know, if Kang's an analyst still, he could still be like, quote unquote, that I, I,
0: I, yes, I can subscribe to him being an analyst. Yes.
1: I imagine, I go back to, like, this is just a weird, why I thought of this. Green Lantern, awful movie, but it ends with, you know, I'm forgetting his name by the top of my head, but turning into the Yellow Lantern. Sinestro. Sinestro, there you go, thank you. Sinestro turning into the Yellow Lantern. So do we get like a moment like that when maybe like Kang shows up in the last episode and like helps out the bros and what or the people or whatever and at the end like the final credit scene is him being a you know basically ant-man 3 like type of setup i just feel like you know with everything that's going on we have to get a, a little glimpse we don't need him to be a bad guy right now but some setup to like oh this guy actually isn't a good guy. i
0: think jonathan majors is going to show up in some way as king i think i think he's got to show up in some way this season do I think he's the big bad? No. I, I no. won't I won't do that. I said that at the beginning of the episode. I'm, I'm not going to go down that again. I do like this him as the analyst, though. I like that because, one, that puts him in a lesser role. If time does work different, he can be a younger role, and we can kind of get a glimpse of him getting excited about changing the timeline. Additionally, King the Conqueror is a much more layered villain than people realize, and that's why I think he will be such a hit to the major audience And that is why I think he essentially is a perfect filler for a Thanos, who the reason people adored Thanos is the same reason they liked Darth Vader. It was he was a conflicted villain who had a point, but still was doing something wrong.
1: Max, hear me out. This just just literally like shot into my brain. Um, So hear me out. Maybe King has this idea that he knows he's all powerful or something like that, and he wants to destroy the best of the best from the multiverse and his goal is to combine them all. And that's to bring back his, you know, great, great, whatever grandfather and Reed Richards into the, into the multiverse. He wants the X-Men. He wants different characters that we haven't seen before all in one universe. So he can fight them all. Maybe that's his goal. Like he's, he's an arrogant person like that, that he's like, I'm so strong. But I want to fight the best of the best in one battle because I know I can do that.
0: And do some type of secret wars like they basically pitched at the beginning of episode one of Loki, right? I mean,
1: so that's where I, like the kind of piggyback more on the king ideas. Yes, I think if any if he actually shows up, he's not. We're not going to p- portray him as a bad guy up front. We might seem him do some menacing things, maybe, but he's not the main villain. And if he shows up, it's for, like, an episode or two.
0: Well, and that's how they did it with Thanos, right? Thanos showed it up for five minutes in Guardians of the Galaxy. You knew who he was, and you got excited, and then you saw him again for a minute at the end of Avengers Ultron. And I think they got to do the same with Majors. Just do it in the TV version, right? Like, give him one episode to get to know him, and then send him off for an air quotes spinoff. I think that's a good approach to that character. They don't have to do it, but I do think... Renslayer again is just too much of a connection to him. He's gonna show up in some capacity. Oh, yeah. I think right now there's some, there's a mole in the TVA. I don't think it's anybody we've said. I think it could be an obscure character we don't know.
1: Yeah, or just some person named Parker.
0: <laughs> or Randy.
1: Yeah, Randy. <laughs> or Joss, or I don't know.
0: Joss, oh gosh. Yeah.
1: And they just kill him right away.
0: What did you think of Loki learning about apocalypses being the main spot that these other Lokis or antagonists are living in? I thought that was a really clever way to manage time travel personally. this was this was for me like a really like how did these time how how did these writers come up with this type of loophole? This is a really smart idea. The more
1: we talk about this episode, the more I give credit to this writing team because this group of people, or a few, I don't yeah, I don't know how many people are in the writing room, had to have created this rule and where people can hide that makes sense to the audience, but also gives it a uniqueness that you haven't really seen in any other type of time travel movies. So that's where I think they get, like I think at the end of the day, these last two episodes are bolstered by the writing team.
0: Additionally, they had to work under the constraints of time traveling rules that were built for a movie and basically change it and go, no, this is canon and not have people freak out. Nobody's freaked out about the time travel rules, but they're changing the time travel rules right now.
1: But like where I said earlier in the episode, it's like, I don't think you can say the time travel rules that Tony Stark created follow the same laws. As the TVA. For,
0: forgive me. When I say rules, I mean laws. That's a really good way to put it. So so the ancient one talked about it, right? She talked about this idea of creating branch universes that could destroy her sacred timeline. That is what she was talking about from a mystical perspective. Correct. These are the people who scientifically and from a future perspective preserve their timeline, a la Tenet. I, I keep going back to Tenet because that's the only movie I feel like that has really... Articulated how those kinds of rules work and work well in a very unique storytelling way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, for me, I think what really is impressive from this writing team, Mark, is that they did have to work under the constraints of what Endgame had established. Insert a character that is dead and cannot go back. You cannot send yep. him back. He is now with your whatever empty space, parallel universe you call this. I don't even know how to describe the TVA, right? But the other thing is is you have to you can't make the TVA OP because if you make the TVA OP, you make it difficult down the line for the for the heroes of the MCU to fight them because there's got to be some major fight and quarrel between everybody else and the TVA down the line.
1: We're led to believe that we're outside the timeline, right? And we're not like in a different dimension or whatever or I guess technically it would be in a different dimension. But I forget how Oh, where was I going with this where that's why rules don't necessarily apply to like the infinity stones or your powers because you get those powers in the specific universe or time that you're in with them. So that's where maybe like the, the, um oh, what's that the show coming out with the, the armor wars. Maybe that's yeah. where this might get tied in later coming back to TVA where it's like, well, we can't use our powers here but we can use these machines here. These
0: writers have a heck of... This is the hardest task of all the three groups.
1: I can't wait for 30 years down the line. Let's say they've like, okay, we're done with the MCU as we know it. And to get the documentary of Kevin Feige spider webbing all of these shows.
0: There's no way this is done in 30 years. (sighs) Better. I don't think Kevin Feige will be a part of it, but Disney can't let it die. They just put a theme park out.
1: I just don't think you could continue oh, that's just crazy max that means we'd be six years old and they're still running the same this is still all linear and still working together
0: dude that's what star wars is doing
1: well star and wars this is more set like up in a way that can keep things, going
0: versus so. star wars you just revamp these characters
1: well yeah you but can't saying, revamp like,
0: the star wars characters
1: but eventually at some point you're gonna have to like end this timeline everything has an ending max it's not like you can continue. Like you can end it and just James Bond it and just start a new story.
0: For sure. But you know how comic books work. You just restart it.
1: That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like the how we know it and how everything's tying together has to have an ending. And then when the ending happens, then you start something new.
0: And that will be when Kevin Feige leaves. When Kevin Feige leaves, that's what he's gonna do. He he's not gonna leave strings hanging. He's gonna tell the team this is when I'm out and this is how we're gonna end it. Yeah.
1: We're gonna do 10 faces. And then we're gonna put a cherry on top.
0: It certainly isn't ending anytime soon. I'll tell you and that it's gonna, And then
1: gonna be Kevin Feige waking yeah. up in a cold sweat in 2004, and like that's how the MCU ends.
0: <laughs> he's gonna give him 2004 in Asgard, and yeah. then all of a sudden, one of those he goes bombs to his book and starts him.
1: writing down every, <laughs> everything from his dream.
0: Yeah. I also liked the, the small thing. We talked about apocalypse moments and the great writing, but I liked that Loki saw zero variance energy. So it meant this had to happen again. He's just getting hit over the head with this really, really philosophically beating idea that like you have no control of your life. You are dictated. This is the the path you have to choose. And then he gets this special unique moment, right? We get the Pompeii scene, and he practices that, and it works. And obviously, the salad scene. The salad scene was stupid. It it, mm-hmm. it was so dumb. It wasn't funny. It was dumb it, to me, at least. Did I you enjoy that. it? You laughed.
1: Yeah. Oh, that was funny.
0: I um, did not. It didn't. It was stupid. It was goofy,
1: and my question is: with all these like going back to time stuff, when are we not going to be on Earth, future or past? Like everything's always been future past on Earth. Like this is. Are we going to be revealed, like, Earth? some, like, important th- timeline where all these different people and events happen? Like, why aren't we, like, hey, actually, this Loki's on Asgard in this universe, or this time, because there's a apocalyptic thing happening, or some other planet. Like, that's that's one thing I thought the last two episodes. It's like, are we just staying on Earth to save money here, or what's going on?
0: Both and. I mean, it's probably a storytelling. It's easy to make the connection simpler on Earth, but also... You know, from from a storytelling perspective, it gives a central location. <coughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I agree with you. It's As they expand, it's going to be harder to stay privately. Or, or on what Earth.
1: would have been really cool is the moment Titan basically exploded. That's where they went instead of Pompeii.
0: I actually think there's a chance they might go there, Mark.
1: Well, they brought it up. so He saw Thanos. Moments, so.
0: He yeah. saw Thanos, he saw his mom, and he saw Colson. So I think all three of them will be involved in some capacity. They go to Rock's cart. We, we're, again, we keep getting these rocks on things. So like all these TV shows that didn't work out for the MCU, like, you know, Cloak and Dagger, The Runaways, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agents of Shield Agents of Shield worked out, Eric. Iron quotes. Man I'm Two,
1: j- Iron Man Three. <laughs> <Me
0: too>. <laughs> <laughs> what other ones didn't
1: work out for you, bro?
0: I'm saying like these TV shows that, that they tried to connect that just didn't work out.
1: Well, was it in Cloak and Dagger? Wasn't wasn't Rocks really like more of a thing in Cloak and Dagger? I don't remember. Zane would know. Too bad Zane. Rock
0: Sun was the big thing in Cloak and Dagger. Like they were the big antagonist. Okay. That's why. Because that was how their parents died oh
1: that's right that's right
0: so and and in in the comics they're kind of against them and also roxon is run by i think a centaur a minotaur or something like that like so it's like that connects directly with thor
1: do you think we'll see anything rocks related in spider-man because that's where i feel like it's more prominent isn't no we gotta
0: see if we're doing spider-man we gotta see osborne oscorp right like
1: Mm, yeah you're right
0: it's got to be oscorp that's got to be the big antagonist in that So we see Haven Hills in 2050. It's called a class 10 apocalypse. And for reference, the Asgard apocalypse was called a class seven. So apparently, the lower the number is, the worse it is. And we, Hunter C20 is found, the Hunter that was taken in the beginning. She keeps repeating, it's real, it's real. And she,
1: who happens to be a somewhat famous actress. So I'm thinking that she is more of an important. Yeah, for sure. She's going
0: to be involved down the line. What's her name?
1: I don't know off the top of my head, but I just know I've seen her in movies where she's been like the like the main player right. in some movies. So
0: Well, and she apparently she told the antagonist where the timekeepers are. Which perplexed me because I'm like, I thought nobody knew. Like am, am I am I being crazy or is it just like Loki's the and maybe it's just Loki, right? Like maybe Loki's the only one that doesn't know all this yet.
1: I mean, I mean, we really haven't been have we been told that no one knows where the timekeepers are?
0: Sasha Lane is the actress, by the way.
1: There you go, but uh, maybe you know knowing where the timekeepers are is like sacred knowledge. So through manipulation, she obviously was able to give it up. So
0: we also see the antagonist enchant individuals. She enchants B 15s body. She casts magic throughout the stores, and then obviously we get the and then you know we get the hunters going to the other room trying to console C twenty, and then we find out that. Sophia DiMartino's character is sending all these reset bombs to the times and locations we talked about at the beginning. Mark, I got nothing on this. I have no idea where this is going, and I do love that. That excites me. When I have no clue where something goes, I love that.
1: Yeah, it's going to be – I'm perplexed, too. It's just like there's so many different ways you could go into the weeds with these – what's going on, especially with those dates. Like,
0: Where did Loki go? That's the last question I have for you. What year and in, in location?
1: Well, okay, we see all we see all this happen. We see all the TVA people go out. I'm going to guess we're current timeline in TVA is where they're going. Because clearly she left that portal open for him to come through. So either they need him for some reason or they need to show him something, which could be the same thing as, yeah. So my I'd put my money right now on they're in the TVA that's where they went
0: you think you think because all these agents are in other places they're gonna go there and overtake something
1: well that would kind of make sense like why are you like unless your plan is really to just cause chaos then
0: maybe for a couple episodes it is to cause chaos at a higher goal maybe they're uh, I don't know it could be that so sure yeah I don't know um I didn't talk about this but he offered a team up with her and she turned him down and you get this kind of battle that – and again, I, I see why as an audience member you could watch this whole scene and go, oh, this is Lady Loki because Loki's like, oh, I'm better than you. But for me, again, I go back to these are the same kind of dialogues the Enchantress and Loki have in the comics, same exact dialogues. And I I really think – honestly, Mark, here's here's as I've thought about it more, here's what I think. I think this Enchantress, her Loki was really strong. He did do a lot of crazy stuff. In his specific timeline, he was the top dog, and I think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see this Loki go to that timeline. Like, so We've seen commercials for Loki for president. I think she's from that timeline, and I think she got tired of him. She killed him, and now she's top dog, and she may even be taking a plan he had and finishing it for her own benefit.
1: And to go off that too, I mean, also in the trailer, we see a crumbled New York and like Avengers tower falling and also a Loki on the throne of Asgard. So
0: yeah, we're going to see, I, I mean, I will say this, these next couple episodes are going to be bananas. Probably
1: better be only four more episodes left.
0: This was a setup episode. I All mean, right. This in the classic sense. This is a we better have episode.
1: to be wearing like four pairs of socks. Cause we're going to get those socks rocked off the next. Well, and episodes. they
0: got to do kind of what, Captain America and the Winter Soldier did, where you know when the do- Dora Milaje showed up, you got to do something like that, where people get excited for something. And this kind of show, if you can connect to any time at any location, we've got to see some pretty obscure connections that we haven't seen before.
1: This is this is where like I would, this is what they could do, and I would love it because you only need maybe ten minutes with these people. But literally any other one, anyone else playing like a different version of Tony Stark as Iron Man, a different person playing a different version of Captain America. That'd be so sweet to see.
0: I don't think we need another Captain America. We've seen that already, but I like but that. That's
1: something to be neat. Just like a different Yeah, I, give, no, I understand, by, yeah, I understand the sentiment actor, or actress just yeah. or someone that we've never seen. Like, Hey, you know what? He goes to a, uh, you know, he goes to a timeline where the only things out there are the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. So like, that's like that, that could be done. Where like everything has happened, just how we've seen the MCU, but only X-Men and the Fantastic Four exist. I'm
0: not getting caught up in the X-Men Fantastic Four thing again but after they can what do happened it. with WandaVision. They can, they, but they won't. They
1: could do it. But You're they gonna might...
0: introduce that in a movie. You're not gonna introduce that in a show.
1: But you can introduce a character. That's what I'm saying. You can you can tease the fans. Fair. I think it's hype. better
0: to play with the Thor characters or the Avengers characters than those characters.
1: Sure. That's just we're, my it, we're, we're in a timeline, time travel, time variance type of show where like anything is possible, Max. Anything you want can happen.
0: Except for Marvel and DC going together. That cannot happen according to you. That cannot
1: happen right now in the in the current <laughs> climate that we're in. I love it. I love that anything can happen, asterisks,
0: except for this, Mark
1: Jones. Except for this.
0: Well, uh, those are our thoughts and review of Loki episode two. You can check that out on Disney plus. And again, props to the writers. We are enjoying the storytelling, but, but we did feel like there was more to be had in this episode, maybe more action, maybe one, one additional twist, maybe some more character development from somebody like Renslayer. I think both of us would agree there as well. Mark, you want to plug anything this week, anything uh, you want to share with our audience before we get going? Oh,
1: no, nothing this week. Nothing I can really think That's of. It's okay. No big deal. Maybe we could do a maybe we could do a little giveaway. You know, we'll make a TikTok or something. We'll we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll work on it. Can think of a good question to ask all of the Infinity Bros universe.
0: If you've made it to this point of the podcast, you clearly care about us, or you are not close enough to your pause button or stop button to hear this. Either way, we'd love for you to leave a review for us. Go to iTunes or PodChaser, leave us a review. You enter for a chance to win an exclusive Infinity Gauntlet signed by the Infinity Bros. We will read your review on the air, and we will probably mock it, but we will. So make sure you do that. Additionally, you can check us out on TheInfinityBros.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and you can see us on Discord. Click the link in our show notes. All of these are there. Just click the link tree. All of the links I'm talking about are on that link tree, so don't stress. We're throwing a lot at you. Just press that link. It'll take you where you need to go. Additionally, additionally, you can follow us on Twitch, where Infinity Bro Robbie Infinity Bro, Isaac and Zane, and Infinity Bro Jarrett are hanging out pretty much every day doing a ton of great stuff. So we'd love for you to check out our Twitch channel and subscribe to that. We love you guys. We hope you have a great rest of your week and enjoy your Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll see you next week. And as always, we love you guys, 3,000. See ya. Bye.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find The Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at InfinityBrosPodcast at gmail.com.